Welcome to Killer Pillow Talk. It's episode 18. Lucky 8. Don't I do that every time? Lucky 18. I think that only works on 13 and 16, but okay. Right. Well, if it sounds like we're pretty good here, it's because we got fancy new microphones. I think they're pronounced microphones, but... Well, I'm still not wearing cans, so... No cans. All no cans. No cans. Do. It's all, um, real. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't think of what No cans, all real. All real. I don't know. It's Progresso. all on air, just flying by the seat of our pants. Cans. Our can pants. Can hands? I don't know. Can cans. Can cans. Speaking pans, of cans. Pants and cans. Speaking of cans, I did a, an art project with the people that I work at a after school program, and I, I did an Andy Warhol project where we painted a bunch of cans. We painted like pictures. Dead silence of, for me. We made we painted pictures of cans, like you know, like Campbell's soup cans. Huh. So that was grand. 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 Can. Grand can. It's the Shoprite can can sale, and it's on now. Anyway, right. um. Moving on to the part we were all waiting for, the podcast. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Okay. All right. Now, this is the story. I'm a little late. Uh, is this supposed to be like a Santa Claus thing because it's Christmas? Well, oh, I mean, good. It's... it's supposed to be a Santa Claus thing. Okay. So, we didn't get it out before Christmas because the holidays are always a crazy time for me. I'm doing a lot of right. things. And I'm Jewish. Um, and Charlie's Jewish. And I always want to watch a lot of Christmas movies, and it's still the second week of January, and I'm still watching Christmas movies and because still not watching a Hanukkah movie because I won't let it go, and January sucks. Let, let it go. No. To to quote Anna. No, it's Elsa. To quote Elsa. If you're gonna get it, get the right character. Let it go. I can't let it go because I don't like January. It's like a new year and then it's like, oh, let's make all these resolutions and feel bad about ourselves for not getting things done last year. Okay, I know they don't like actually let, let say... Let that go too. They act, Okay, so maybe that's something I'm putting on myself, but it's hard to like look at social media and look at everything so look everyone at else media. is doing. And, Problem solved. And then be like, what am I doing with my life? Nothing? Uh, anyway... If you look at social media, it's because we're putting this out on social media. But don't look at social media. It's like, exactly. I can't not look at social media. It's something I have to do to like promote myself and like what I'm doing. But then I'm also like, I'm not doing enough. So it's a lot. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. Sidetrack a little bit. Maybe I'll stop talking about. Sorry, I'll stop talking about my personal problems. Um Speaking, let's talk about other people's let's personal talk about problems. other people's personal problems like bruce MacArthur. Who? um bruce MacArthur. bruce MacArthur. bruce MacArthur. oh um i'm sorry we were watching christmas movies we were watching christmas movies including home alone which is probably kevin McAllister is also probably a serial killer in the making which they don't really i mean there have been like like he's jigsaw viral videos of like he's Doctors Tobin being like, Bell. that guy would be dead right now. Like, that's a head injury and, like, a subdural oh, hematoma. When you burn your hand, you have to go to the hospital. Uh, that's pretty much the third third degree burn. And if you learn anything from Christmas movies, the Santa Claus. It's the burns get worse as you go down the line. So there's, first nothing, degree, there's nothing more painful than third degree burns. And they're the worst burns. Yeah, so first degree burns. First layer of skin. Aren't bad as third second degree, degree burns. Second degree burns. Second layer of skin. So, anyway, 
moving on. But you didn't come here for a skin lesson. Did you? Uh, maybe you did. Yeah. We don't have anyway, just... we're talking about science of the land. Are we still talking about skin? No. <sighs> All right. Uh, so this is KPT episode eighteen. All right, which I already said. Okay, so. <laughs> Thomas Donald Bruce MacArthur. That's no, a lot of names. wait, hold on. Thomas Donald. He has three first names. I don't know. Thomas Donald Bruce MacArthur, also known as Bruce MacArthur. Wait, Tom MacArthur. What was wrong with Tom MacArthur? I don't know. Donald he liked... MacArthur. I don't know. I understand why he didn't go with Donald MacArthur. I don't know why he decided to go with Bruce, the third of his three first names, but uh, that's the one he decided to pick. So I don't know. Huh. Anyway. So he was born in October uh, on October eighth, nineteen fifty one, in Lindsay, Ontario. Which to, oh Canada, eh? In Canada, eh? Yeah, oh, eh? oh boy. So to me, that sounds like the name of a host of an eighties dance competition. Hello, I'm Lindsay Ontario, and this is Dance Till You Drop. I have one of Lindsay Ontario's cookbooks. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, what's he specialize in? Just uh, it's desserts. Or, or she. I guess Lindsay could be either. They uh, do they desserts. They do desserts. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the dessert. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so, Brucey. Brucey boy. Uh, Here's Brucey. What's that from? I don't know. Finding Nemo. Okay. Gosh, All right. Darn. Well, he was raised... Brucey friends, not food. Okay, can we stop quoting Disney movies and let me talk, please? Boy, it's been a lot of quoting Disney movies today. All right, let's... We're going to keep it going. Maybe let me talk first, okay? All right, I'll let it go. All right. So, he was raised on a farm in Argyle. Sweater. Yes, Argyle sweater. That's exactly <laughs> it. He sweater. lived he lived in a sweater. He lived in a sweater. The uh, old little old man who lived in a sweater. No, uh near Woodville in the Kawartha Lakes region of Canada. Kawartha Lakes. You know. I drink their maple syrup, Kawartha Lakes. I drink it, yeah. Okay. So his parents not only raised him and his sister on the farm, but they also fostered many goats, chickens. Besides that, oh. uh, troubled youths from uh, Toronto. So often they had about like six to ten kids they were taking care of at one time. They know their most troubled youth was right under their nose. Can you let me tell the story, or do you want to do it? <laughs> I'm foreshadowing. All right, so. Bruce's father, grand old guy, that it was. Um, he was. That's a, his name, grand old guy. No, I don't know what his, his name was. Uh, I didn't write that down. Um, anyway, Bruce's father was a raging alcoholic. Oh. So, um, Bruce. Bruce often felt like he had to protect his sister from his father because he would have like you know drunken rage, rage, and nights where he'd probably try and you know strangle, abuse her in oh, some way. Um. So, but the, even though that was the case, um, the MacArthur's had a good reputation among their neighbors and friends. Um, that seems like a kind of biased answer to me, but <laughs> they probably should have gone to people that didn't know them personally, but that's just Oh, you're opinion. saying that when they asked around, hey, how are the MacArthur's? They're like, oh, they're my best oh, friend. They're, they're great. fun people. At, that guy is fun at parties. I mean, yeah, I feel like if you're going to go to someone, He's maybe always like, fully stocked in the bar. Go to someone that's not already, like, in cahoots with them. There's no real, it looks different behind closed doors. Yeah, I guess in unpublic, yeah. you can make everything look all hunky-dory, but... Very rarely are we who we are. What? <laughs> huh? 
All right, you started saying it on me. Okay. So, like most parents, uh, I mean, if you lived in a family like I did growing up, they argued a lot. Yes, arguing. A lot of arguing. Um, But when they would argue, Bruce would usually side with his mother over his father because he got along with her better. And this kind of made his father really mad. Well, I've always thought I was a <laughs> So, um, th- he, Bruce also had some trouble accepting his homosexuality because he, mm. he, from a very young age, uh, felt like he was gay but couldn't, mm. like, really show it or tell his parents about it. They were very religious people. Mm. And uh, so they would not be very accepting of him being homosexual. Um, he always felt like that his father could tell he was not exactly straight, so they didn't, like, really get along well. So, um, but you would think they're a little bit progressive in Canada. I don't know. This is like the 1950s. I think even in Canada, they're not that progressive. So no gay. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think anyone in the 1950s was like, yeah, gay. Get it. Uh, get the gayness. Anyway, let alone Canada. I know. Even though Canada seems like a bunch of friendly people. Seems like a bunch of friendly passive. Um, but they, anyway, so Bruce and his father didn't get along well story of the year um anyway but uh bruce got his education in a one-room schoolhouse outside woodville one-room schoolhouse that's like an insult you would say i think they use that in canada i'm gonna send you to a one-room schoolhouse outside woodville (laughs) well i guess he lived in a pretty remote area so there wasn't a lot going on outside woodville outside woodville outside woodville all right so uh, one of his former classmates that he grew up going to school with described MacArthur as a real teacher's pet who would always tattle yep. on the other boys because he didn't fit in with them. Yep. And if you can't... You're looking at him. Join him, beat him, I guess. You can't join him, beat him, yep. He was a very talented... I used to walk up to the the teacher and, and get answers to test questions and sit back down. I don't Great. think I don't think they did that for everybody. I don't think they did that for everybody yeah. either. All right, so he was a talented singer though, and he did compete and won many singing competitions. Hmm. Yes, uh, I don't sing. People tell me to stop when I start. Yeah, I know. Don't don't sample it now. Okay. You know what? We have these great microphones, and I just think it's the right time. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Please take your hand. No, no, off no. Of it. All right, so, like I said, Bruce's parents were very religious. His mother was Irish Catholic, and his father was Scottish Presbyterian. So that's a, like, uh, a match a made a in Scot, heaven right there. A Scot in an Irish. I mean, personally, right? I feel like a, a, a Catholic and a Protestant don't go well together. I wasn't even looking at the religions. Two opposing ones. Yeah, I feel like that would be just Irish and Scottish. Well, I mean, I guess Ireland and Scotland don't hate each other as much as both of them hate England. Um can't we find common ground? I don't know. I'm Jewish. Anyway, uh, for secondary school, which I guess is like high college. school. Oh, it's got high school. And tertiary, In Canada? And tertiary school is college. All right. Well, he took a bus to Fenton Falls Secondary School. Fenton Falls. I love and that. It's on, it's on NBC, isn't it? Fenton Falls? I don't think so. Um, mm. And there he met and began dating his classmate, Janice Campbell. Janice? Like the soup. Oh, Janice Campbell and Janice like the Muppet. Or like the singer. Joplin. Yeah. Puppet. Yes, the Janice, Janice Joplin puppet. Janice's last name and uh, I don't know what the last name of that puppet is. Fan. She's an animal fan. 
I don't know what the, that per, that one's about. I don't know if that's uh, does she identify as a she or a they or a puppet? A puppet. Okay. <laughs> any of the any of the above. Any of the above. All right. Well. Okay. So none of them has genitalia. I didn't expect them to, but um. Or identify. So you I really cannot tell. I, I don't know. They don't specify, and we don't I wasn't ask. sure. It's a real Dawn ass. Don't tell with the Muppets. Okay, well, speaking of Muppets, um, not, not that this has anything to do with Muppets, um, but they both graduated in 1970. From high school. From high school. And what we would call high school. Yes, and Bruce went on to, st- to college to study general business. General business? General business? Reporting for the yeah. Addies, sir. Um, so, general business... None of that, like, specific business. That's, no, that's, like, two years of regular education. You get all your yeah. must-haves out of the way. Get that general business knowledge. And then you focus on business, generally? Uh, I guess so. All right, well, so after they graduated from college, Bruce and Janice got married, and they were both 23 at the time. So it was high, like, high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts got married after college. Yeah. You love to see it. You love to it see it, except well, for imagine, except for when you, the you one love... when the husband is gay. That, um, ooh, I forgot he was gay. <laughs> oh damn! I forgot he was gay. And closeted gay men getting married with this high school oh, no. sweetheart because he's like, well, this is what you with, do, I guess. It's not gonna work with Janice then. Spoiler alert: It's not. Um. Anyway, it's definitely not. I thought it wasn't gonna work because he was a zero killer. That's later. But he's also gay. Yes. Okay, well. So, in 1973, MacArthur began working for Eaton's Department Store as a buyer's assistant in downtown Toronto. 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 No, Toronto. Toronto. Don't pronounce that second too. All right. So, a few blocks away from his office was the newly emerging Gay Village on <laughs> okay. Yon Street. Was it called Gay Village? Yeah, Gay Village. You know, like, kind of, there's, like, you Happy know. Happy Village. Well, you mean like, because I know like there's like the village in like New people. York, like the West Village the or like people, Chelsea, and, gay. and that's like a really prominent gay area. There was like this is like the gay village is like between uh, on Yon Street between College and Wellesley Street uh, is the. This is what happened to him between College and Wells. All's Wellesley that ends Wellesley. He ended up oh, okay in Gay Village. All right. Well. Um, I think I did that right. The math checks out. But apparently in um, Canada. What? Please stop talking. What's in Canada? Oh, wait. In, Canada, in Canada. In Canada. Toronto. Uh, same sex adult sexual behavior. Same sex adult sexual behavior was criminal oh, offense. No. Until 1969. That's like here. So it was like you couldn't. That's like here today. Well, you couldn't, like, you know. Be with another person of the same sex, and it not it would be a crime if before it's nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, they're trying to do that here. Today. So yeah, I know. Um, so that was discriminalized, um, like in in nineteen sixty nine to like the seventies. It got to be like okay, it's okay to be gay now. Let's be gay. Um, for the record, it's always been okay to be I know, gay. I know. I mean, it's always been okay to be gay, but like according to the Canadian government, it wasn't okay before nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. You not that I agree with for, that. You're not going to be arrested for having an eighth of gay in your pocket. Not 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 that I agree with that. I think it's always great. Let it go. And let it let your... your let it go. Let there your, it is. Become one be with yourself. the wind and sky. Be, yeah. what, be yourself. Keep it gay. Um, hey, you're never going back. The past is in the past. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quoting a, a 
producers musical. Oh, you're quoting producers? Keep it gay. I'm quoting Disney still. We're still in Frozen, babe. All right. Well, as they say in the producers, keep it gay. Uh-huh. Oh, they also say uh, Max Bialystok. Yes. Okay, well, anyway. So now that it's decriminalized, people are more open about it. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gay and I'm proud of it. Yes. Do it. Uh, so in 1978, MacArthur leaves his job in Eaton's and starts working as a traveling salesman for McGregor Socks. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. He travels oh, around selling sock socks. Business. Yeah. So you could either do Cutco knives, do Amway knives, or socks. Okay. Well, so he goes around all these department stores basically and he's like, hey, why don't you sell McGregor socks? Want to sell them? Because I got a stuffle of samples this was right the, here. Um, they made uh, the sock man before they stumbled upon the music man. What about Death of a Salesman? Death of a Socksman. That doesn't it's sound called good. Traveling Socksman. You have to give me that. Okay, fine. You All right. have to. So, um. You must. In the mid-1970s, around this time, Bruce's dad was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he was sent to Oof. a nursing home. That, he might not make it. Yeah, so he's not doing very well, and uh, during this time, even though I think they are still married, his mother started dating another man, and Brucey wasn't too happy about it. That so that's like is that incident number one? Um, no. <laughs> but at this point, he didn't actually get to develop a better relationship with his father because he was like mad at his mother for like stepping out on his dad. So yeah, anytime the mother cheats on the father, you're gonna have some sort of Anytime anyone cheats, really. Yeah. Inner, inner turmoil here. Ironically, um... Is she okay? She was fine with I guess. And she ironically, and she died before his father. She died no. in 1978 <laughs> from, from cancer. And then really? his father finally Wait, how passed... how long did the father live? I don't know. He lived till 1981. But when did he go into the nursing home? Mid-1970s. So six years in a nursing home? I guess so, yeah. Huh. And the tumor didn't... So they both had cancer. That's something to look at. I don't know. Something looking. Probably into. smoking. Oh, smoking. Maybe. But a brain tumor, and what did she die of? Just cancer. I don't know Just what kind of cancer. cancer. Just the, regular the cancer. cancer. General, I don't know. General cancer, avoiding disease. No, probably. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, they grew up in the 1950s. Back in the day, it was like, smoking is good for you. And it was written on the package that it was good for The package, yeah. the carton. It was written on the... That's how my grandma died. three packs of, of uh, anyway. cancer sticks are called death sticks. Cancer sticks. That's what my what acting them? teacher used to call them. I call them, I call them tobacco I sticks. I call them not funny cigarettes. All right. So, funny, um, funny cigarettes. in 1979, Janice and Bruce moved to a house in Oshawa on Ormond Drive. Huh? Oshawa, Canada? Oshawa, Canada. Ontario. Sure. Where is it? I don't know. It's don't in Canada. Don't get my phone. Shush. Um, Janice and Bruce. Yeah, that's their names. Yeah. And by 1981, they had popped out a few kids, you know. Really? Like you do. He's gay. That doesn't mean he can't. My, my that doesn't mean that he can't have sex with a woman. It might not be that great for him, he doesn't but like that's. It, yeah. it's, 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 he doesn't you force yourself through it, I guess. I don't know. He doesn't find it. Enjoyable. I feel like that's a lot of men in that time period were like, I gotta get married and have kids. My parents are gonna get mad until, at me if I'm come out as homosexual. Kids. Yeah. He has two kids. He has a daughter named Melanie and a son named Todd. Melanie and Todd. Those are like popular names. I guess so. Sure. And then in 1986, uh, the family moved to a house on 
Kartreff Avenue in Oshawa. And you can find all of these uh, places in the detailed map we're going to draw you later. Uh, it's coming out. It's in the episode description. Um, all right. Well, Charlie's doing that. I'm not going to. Oh, I'm not doing that. You're the one who volunteered it, so you're going to provide map it. Google Maps You're going to provide it yourself. I will give you map restoration all right. for this. So. Anyway. It was around this time that Bruce got really involved in his church and an effort to like kind of He's distract himself, yeah. distract himself from his homosexual yeah. urges, right? You know, like you do. And by right. the early 1990s, pray those away. Uh, it wasn't really working because MacArthur was it having work. affairs Slow. with men, and we figured out it doesn't. Actually, they've done studies and it doesn't work. Well, yeah, you can't pray the gay away; it doesn't go away. That's what I'm saying. Just be okay with it. You are the way you are, and that's fine. Right. Anyway. Um, by the early 1990s, I said that already. Um, so is, this, is this sounding good? It's fine. Okay. Uh, so he's having affairs with men, and then over a year later, he comes out of the closet, and he tells his wife and kids, Hey, I'm gay. Hey, dad's gay. Hey, your dad is gay. Just imagine having to do that. How stressful. Nah, I mean, it's hard. You're living on, like, you know. You gotta be nice about it because he's Canadian. All kids gather around here for a sec. Okay, so. Your mother and I. <laughs> Does she know? She didn't know. She didn't know until he told her. I don't think. She's like, but you? And me? And we? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> she starts miming with that finger through the. Okay, well, they continued to live together even after he came out as gay. Because, <laughs> mm. you know... Because neither one of them had a different place to live. I guess, yeah. His parents were always... both dead at this point. His parents? Yes, Bruce's he's parents a, were dead. Orphan. So, in 1993, he left his career in clothing trade and decided, I'm going to start a new business. Clothing trade is the fancy way they make it down from selling socks yes yeah, selling socks clothing trade whatever you want to call it what did he, he sold more than socks no i think he just sold socks as far as i know and that's clothing this is a resume tip number cv tip number one when you sell you don't just say sold socks say you are a clothes trader okay anyway so after 1983 clothes and he leaves his clothing engineering trading whatever mm -hmm. Um, and that's at this time, uh, his family is experiencing some financial difficulty, probably because he, he was lost out of work. His job. Yeah, he <laughs> he wasn't working because he quit the sock business once and for he stepped away from the sock. Not business. only that, but they were also dealing with some stuff because their son Todd was calling women he didn't know and saying obscene things to them. So, a little bit of the behavioral <laughs> problems trickled down to Todd, yeah. Now, um, and that's hard because he was calling people on the phone. On women he didn't know, and I guess saying. And his unemployed sock father had to foot that bill. So that was. <laughs> that's going to be tough. That's going to be a different All one. Right. That's, uh, so because of that, the couple that. had to mortgage their home, and in Ooh. 1999, they had to declare bankruptcy. You hate to say it. And I think they were also like having to pay like legal fees from like Todd's. Illicit phone calls. Illicit phone calls. Um, Women he doesn't know and saying what? I don't know. It didn't go into My detail. dad's got socks. <laughs> no, probably. I've seen things like gross stuff. My dad's gay and has some socks. Like, I'm. 
gonna splooge in your ear or something. I don't know. I'm gonna. Okay, well, that's a famous Bart Simpson line right there. Eat my Mike shorts. Splooge in your ear. Oh. Okay. Um. Anyway, so and and Janice and Bruce also separated in 1997. So they're no. separated. Going back, I knew it wasn't gonna last. All but this I, fun. Okay. I kind of wanted to see it. Sons making obscene phone calls. Um. So did they finally? Now they're finally like living in different houses. Yes. Uh, so he's got two different phones to call from now. This kid's in Disneyland. Okay, not important right now. He had to make another Disney reference, or the mouse won't pay us. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh. Anyway. Bruce moved to Toronto afterwards because there was no gay community in Ashwagandha or wherever he lived. <laughs> Ashwagandha. That's, no, a, um, that's a great, that's Oshawa. the most nutritious part of Canada. No, um, Ashwagandha is a mushroom. Oshawa. Oshawa. That's it. I mean, and uh, speaking of the clothes business, when we were young, we wore Ashwa Kashwa Bagashwa. So that was, sorry. Oh, okay. Took me a minute is, that to like an, is that like an off brand of children's clothes? That's the Canadian brand. Oh, of, yeah. uh, it's okay. cheaper, yeah. Because you paid a couple loonies and toonies for them. So. All right. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. So uh he frequented the bars in the gay village in downtown toronto he got his own apartment on don mills road don mills the famous actor i think you think of know. don knotts I think I'm don knotts or I'm something else and like Haley mills, Haley mills? And i don't know <laughs> when he tried mm. to pursue a four-year relationship with another man so he was like he, finally like getting to be in i'll a tell you what serious, he's living his best life this is this this is his best life yeah, so they were in a relationship uh, for four years, and then they broke up, and then MacArthur started seeing a psychiatrist, and he was put on Prozac for several months. Mm, Prozac. Which I'm on, too. You uh, like Prozac, right? But doesn't mean that I am a serial killer. Prozac works. For certain people. Um, right. <laughs> but you have to take it. Um, it doesn't work for everybody, though. It's not a cure-all for everything. Anyway. He was on that for what? Depression? Probably, yeah, because he broke up with his boyfriend of four years. He was like, ugh. And at this time, he was also, like, trying to become a landscaper. So he was, like, trying to, like, pivot careers. and Oh, you know, a complete career change. Complete career change, exactly. But still uh, with both feet on the ground. Okay. Right. Okay. That, There's something there. That I didn't just land at all, but okay. You know what? It landed on its feet, and that's what it happened. Okay, stop land. saying feet stuff. All right, so in 2001, on Halloween night... Oh, 2000. By this time, like, I'm a person. You're a person, This happened yes. during my lifetime? Yeah. All right, so 2001, Halloween night, it's a few uh, Don't weeks. tell me he's Michael Myers. No. Shut up. Uh, a few weeks after his 50th birthday, Bruce gets invited back to actor, model, Mark Henderson's apartment so he can see... 50th birthday? Yes. This guy... St see, this is why it's going to take so long. This guy starts late. Okay, can you let me talk? Late Maybe bloomer. it's going to take so long because you keep interrupting me before I finish the sentence. Uh, see, we still do this, guys. So don't worry. Uh, we took three months off and we didn't forget how to do this. You mean Charlie didn't forget how to interrupt me every right. second possible. All right, so um, he gets invited back to Mark's apartment so he can see Mark's Halloween costume. Quote Mark unquote. was... Um, consentingly inviting him back to his apartment? Yes, which I'm guessing was code for like, let's hook up. Come, come see my come Halloween see my Hall costume. If I had a nickel for a dime. Uh, you've never had a nickel. I would have no nickels. I have right, no yeah. nickels at all. No nickels at all, yeah. 
But things didn't exactly go according to plan since Bruce wound up striking Mark several times from behind with an iron pipe he often carried. Because he was also addressed as Miss Pac-Man, so they both couldn't be Miss Pac-Man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe One of us he was carrying a metal pipe. Maybe he was dressed as Mario. I don't know. <laughs> Luigi. Or oh, Luigi. Wait. He's gay? Waluigi. Waluigi, sure. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Mark fought back as much as he could before he eventually lost consciousness. And then when he woke up, he called 911 and was taken to the hospital where he was treated for injuries to his head and his body. He had to get... Did he live? Yeah, he had to get several stitches on the back of his head <sighs> and fingers as well as several weeks of physiotherapy. You know, I, I, I was brushing over it, but that's only because I did not want to hear this part. I hate that stuff. I know. Um, so... <laughs> MacArthur actually turned him in, turned himself in, not him in, because he's the one that did it. He turned himself in right. uh, after the attack, but he said he couldn't remember the incident or why he did it at all. It was just like, I kind of blacked out and don't remember doing it, but like, I'm sorry. Um, I at that guess. point, he should have made up uh, the Mario Pac-Man thing we came up with earlier. All right, well, so he pled guilty to an assault with a deadly weapon charge and right. assault causing bodily harm so on april 11 2003 he received a conditional sentence of 729 days hmm. uh the victim did not testify because he was so traumatized by the attack um and 729 days yeah like two and a half no a little less than it's a little less than two years yeah, so he actually avoided jail for the first year no. by spending it under house arrest. No. Uh, I and knew he wasn't going to go to jail. Then it, that was followed by a six-month curfew and a three-month probation. I could have told you he's not going to any jail. Yeah, they didn't take him to jail, probably mostly because the uh, witness didn't testify. They couldn't really, like, it was, it was kind of like, uh, because he confessed, they probably couldn't really pin much to him since he was cooperating and that sort right. of thing. Huh. Um, during his sentence, he was not allowed to enter the area between Church and Wellesley unless it was for work or medical appointments. Really? He had to stay 10 meters away from the victim's home or workplace. A restraining order. Yeah. He was also yeah. forbidden from seeing male prostitutes. Oh, so he can't do anything fun now. Um, he was forbidden from owning a firearm for 10 years. Good job, buddy. You lost it all. He wasn't allowed to do drugs unless they were prescribed to him. So only the Prozac. He also had to submit to a DNA test, uh... Submitted DNA tests to a database and had to undergo a psychiatric and psychological counseling as well as anger management training. Every year or once? Or... I don't know. In general. In for general. A while. Once. For a while. For a while. Um, so in 2002, while the trial was still underway, MacArthur registered with Recon, a gay fetish website for men who were into BDSM. I'm not knocking that, but I am saying don't register with this if you're on... Uh, your parole or good behavior. Yeah. And he said on his profile that he was into submissive men. Um, he was also active. Because he likes to hit people. Yeah, that's probably why. That's um, one of his things. He was also active on several other gay dating websites, including Silver Daddies, Man Jam, Grinder, Bear 411, Bear Forest, Scruff, Daddy Hunt, Squirt, and Growler. And Facebook. <laughs> But they it's nice that they had they had grinder already. Yeah, and several other ones. I didn't know any Growler. I, I never I've never I heard Growler of any of those people, other ones. For people Growler. Like I haven't heard of Squirt. That's an interesting one. Squirt I thought was well 
Actually, I have an account with Squirt. Um, is there something you need to tell me? Not yet. I don't know. If I'll wait till we're married. Twenty years. Squirt either sounds like it's like a a website for women, or it's a, what an like old man where, calls where you, a little find, boy. Where you find? Hey, Squirt. Uh, yeah, that, it sounds like a child pornography website or something. Oh yeah, you know what? Don't 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 <laughs> it's, look up. It's, I don't know. It's, don't I, it seems like if I didn't know what it was, I would assume that's what it was. But don't I don't have any idea. Um, but I don't know. I don't frequent these. Absolutely, do not look up Squirt. Um, I won't. I've never even been on Tinder. Uh, so. Oh, I've been on Tinder. You've been on Tinder. Okay, great. I was on OkCupid for a little while, and we all saw how that turned out. Well, I guess we didn't, but like I, I, I dated a guy for 10 months, and I asked him to move in with me, and he broke up with me, and then said it was too easy being with me, so I was like, yeah, I don't like happiness either. And for more of that, that's her stand-up. And for more of that, please go to my stand-up uh, You can watch that. Whenever I uh, have one. Or just put me on your stand-up show, because I'm looking for work, or comedy shows in general. And she does like happiness. And I do like happiness, so... And making people laugh, so go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and check out my website. We get the plugs in in the middle this time. SarahElizabethHewitt.com Anyway. Wow. Uh, anyway. So, in 2011, he joined... Facebook. Facebook. Very nice. Did I get okay. it right? Yeah. I was going to say Instagram. Where he posted numerous pictures of himself going out and partying, as well as yeah. vacations, dinners, yeah. concerts. Yeah. Um, younger men of South Asian or Middle Eastern descent were often get, in pictures with him. That's not coming across on mine. I don't have these algorithms. Uh, well, yeah. Huh. And at this point, Bruce was a part of the gay community. He was a regular at the gay bars. People knew who he was. Like, I would hey, say he Bruce. was a part of the gay community. Yeah. yeah. Um, Probably an understatement at this yeah. point. Yeah. So since 2007. Is he allowed to be? Is he on, on, he's away. From, he's past. The, he's, he's through it, right? I'm going to get to that in a moment. Um, since 2007 or 2008, he was living in a 19th floor apartment at Leaside Towers in Thorncliff Park, which was a neighborhood that was mainly populated of... Thorn- He's still in Canada? Yep. Thorncliff. Thorncliff Park, which was a neighborhood mainly populated by immigrants. Um, and it was a Thorncliff part in the side. Was it on the side of a town? I don't know. Uh, it was three miles northeast of Church and Wellesley. Um, that's where this- he used to live? No. Well, that's where he lived from 2007 to 2008 onwards. Yeah. Uh... And the, so the gay community knew all about his 2003 banishment from the area. They did. Oh, they talk. Uh, yeah, they, they talk. Know. And yeah. he de- developed oh, a bad so. reputation for being into rough sex and, and BDSM. People. Beating people. Because um, I guess the gay neighborhood in Toronto was like very, not very big. So like they all kind of like know each other fairly well. They probably enjoyed consensual and fun relations, not beating people. Probably. I mean, I guess... Well, who can say? I can't say. I can speak for everyone. Who can say Um, that they didn't want to hurt each other? Who can say that? Some people are into that, and that's fine for them. But uh, if it's consensual and you're okay with it and there's safe words and everything, we don't need to go there. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so in 2014, he was granted record suspension, so the assault charges were expunged and would not appear in any background checks done on him in the future. Oh, I, I do have an account on expunged. Okay. Actually, expunge where yeah. you go to when you have to expunge your. There's no, there's no e at the end. It's just expunge apostrophe d. That's okay. Um. It's for people who like household uh, cleaning products. 
Uh, at this point, he had become a self-employed landscaper under his company Artistic Designs. So he did do the landscaping. He's doing the landscaping thing. But he chose thing. a name that doesn't do him any favors in the landscaping business. I mean, it sounds like an interior design firm. It sounds like that. any design firm anywhere except landscaping. landscaping. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to say to do with landscaping at like all. Like artistic designs. I was like, what do you make websites? That sounds. Didn't random. we get our pictures by artistic design? Maybe. Um, they make nice frames. Okay, so one of his colleagues described him more as like a gardener, since he kind of operated <laughs> out of a little van with old tools. Um, so they called him Green Thumb. And he also said that MacArthur was usually accompanied by an older white man who appeared to be romantically involved with him, as well as a day laborer, usually of Southeast Asian or Middle Eastern descent. So he'd like hire these guys to like help him out for like the day, and he like, and then try they'd to kind of come and go. Try to. But wait, he's in Thorncliffe, and he's a gardener. He's a he's a landscaper, Plants but he didn't have, have like he. It's not like he had like a company. He was like operating out of like a minivan. Artistic and, like, designs, I know. And like the tools were like or kind the of only old overhead and rusty. Is yeah, yeah, so he wasn't like you know he didn't have like a fancy design firm and like a, bu- a bunch of people working. No, he had an artistic design firm. <laughs> okay, well anyway, don't don't minimize. Um, so his client base was mostly built out of like personal recommendations, and a lot of his clients were wealthy elderly women who found him charming. You know. Wealthy, elderly women. This involves... I like how the story involves everybody. Everybody's involved. I like everybody getting in on this. And here's where the Christmas part comes in. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Santa Claus I is coming Guys, to town. This is holiday theme. Wait, yeah. do that again? Santa Claus is coming to town. Ba-da-da. That's the classic tune you all know and love. All right, well, uh, during the off-season, at Christmas, he would play... Jolly old St. Nick at the Agincourt Mall. Now, didn't we already do something about the Santa Claus killer? That was a different one. It's called Is That You, Santa Claus? It's exactly I know, but he never played Santa. He just looked like Santa. Who's that? Sorry, um... Um, I would hate to be on his naughty house. Naughty naughty house. I would hate to be on his naughty house, No, I'm his naughty list. Damn it. Dude, he comes to my naughty house. Oh, shush Naughty house. I actually have an account on naughty house, (laughs) too. Be, I was gonna say, be good for goodness' sake. I would hate to be on his naughty list, and for some say, reason, I said naughty house, which sounds like a whole different gay website, or yeah, no, even a straight website, you know, yeah, like some kind of um, OnlyFans thing or something. Naughty house is actually there's a you can get an, anybody can get an account on naughty house, and um, it's be good for goodness rake. Okay, no. Be good. No, no, no. For goodness, rake. Okay. Uh. I'm breaking in the groans right now. He has a red and green thumb. Great. All right. Um, so in 2011, um, Bruce was having coffee with an acquaintance. I forgot his name is Bruce, too. That's yeah. Uh, named Robert James when the two of them got into an argument. Uh, what's with all these first names? I don't know. Get out of here. This is like an account of like his Bobby, character. Okay, Bobby. What's he and Bobby J doing? Um, Robert James Bobby were Jay. in an argument and they're in this coffee house and then um, Bruce was asked to leave the cafe because he was like being really loud and belligerent mm-hmm. and he responded by knocking everything off the table and shouting to James you're just like the rest of them you think I'm crazy Tom? why whatever gave Tom? you that idea Bruce MacArthur that doesn't sound like him yeah he said you're just like the rest of them you think I'm crazy and I was like why whatever gave you that idea 
that does not what has gotten into him such a rascal he's a little rascal Alright, so... He must have had a hard day at the garden. Yeah, but another rest... And I guess Robert James confessed that, like, people had warned them about being friends with Bruce because he had, like, a hot temper and he was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why he's like, you're just like the rest of them. You think I'm crazy? And I'm Mm. like, "Mm, you're not really uh, doing yourself any favors, bud. Mm. Anyway, so another restaurant owner in Toronto named A.J. Kahn thought the opposite and thought MacArthur was a friend... R.J. to A.J. Sure. Uh, was a friendly regular. He would come in all the time. Um, one day, towards the end of 2013, Bruce came in alone, and when AJ asked where his usual companion was, Bruce said he was on vacation, and AJ said, really? I just saw him yesterday. And then Left Bruce, last night. And then Bruce got really like weird Red and eye. quiet and angry and kind of stormed out of the restaurant and never came back. Red eye last night. So He's gone. Yeah. Bora Bora. Uh, right. We'll call it that. Um, so in 2014, his son Todd is having difficulty accepting his father's lifestyle, and he's arrested and sentenced to 14 months in jail for making more obscene phone Todd, calls. Todd is. Todd is. Yes. The, are the kids at this point like staying at the house? Um, at, periodically. At this point, I don't think Todd was staying with his father. Um, I don't know. Uh, he's probably like fairly old, like at this point. And Todd is. Well, it's oh, 2014. Yeah, he was born in like the, the 80s, early 80s. Something. So yeah, he's probably like an adult at this point. But Tom, Todd, Tom is Tom is 50 something at this point. Todd was like. But Todd is the son. Todd Tom is the son. Donald, Bruce. Bruce. Almighty is the father. Yes, he's probably 63. I want to say. When was he born? Uh, I don't know, 50-something. Kick Daddy. No. Um, I'm not going all the way back to the beginning. It's an idol 54, yeah. 63, 64. No, he was born in the 50s. Okay. But he was 50 in 2001, so I'm going off of that. Um, All right, so Todd is released on bail, and he's ordered to go live with his father so he could work with him in his landscaping business and, I guess, get over his whole, like, homophobia And help drive the car. Yeah, so... um, I need someone to watch the truck. One of Todd's friends came over one day and he saw that Bruce's bathroom was de- decorated with naked pictures of mostly East Indian men with erections. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's a choice. Yeah, it's a little extreme for the bathroom. Hey, we went I, with uh, hey. a beach theme in our... Yeah, I mean... We did the whole beach thing. Teach their own. Um, teach their own. So, uh, when his friend um, asked Mr. MacArthur about it over breakfast the next hey, morning, uh, uh, Bruce just... I noticed when I was peeing, I saw my dick and a ton of others. And uh, Bruce just kind of laughed it off and was like, oh, yeah, it's funny, right? Um, all right, now we get into... Is it fun? The uh, missing persons reports. What? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, this is kind of like a little... We're bouncing back and forth a little bit, so... Um, Ooh, were the timelines going all over the place? A little bit, yeah. It was kind of like the Wikipedia. We're into the multiverse. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so on September 6, 2010, uh, 40-year-old Skandaraj Skanda Navaratnam. Scandalous what? Skandaraj Skanda is what her, his friends uh, called him. Skandaraj is his first name? His first name. Mm-hmm. Um. He was reported missing by his best friend, Jean-Guy Cloutier. (laughs) 
Um, I couldn't make up a more French name if I tried. I know. Well, it's Canada, so there's a lot of French people. Oh, French-Canadian. Yeah. Huh. So, Skanda and Zhongai. Uh, would so, Skanda and some guy. <laughs> would text every morning. So, when good old JG over here didn't hear from him, he knew something was off. Um, Say the last name again. Cotillion. Cloutier. Cloutier. Inspector Cloutier. Um... So Skanda was an immigrant uh, from Sri Lanka. Ah. He immigrated to Canada. Uh, he had no family in Toronto, and right. only his brother uh, knew he was gay. He didn't come out to his parents. So or he anything. didn't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, he didn't have like a real. Right. He had a community there in the way he had like a lot of friends. He was very like social and charming. He was jovial. He had a right. degree from University of Toronto, and right. he was working as a teaching assistant. A TA, as they're called yeah. in the biz. And Skanda and Bruce met in 1999 and had a relationship in the early 2000s. Oh. So that's where we went, we went back in time. We're going to go back in time. All right. Well, I'm just connecting the dots like they oh, knew each other. Okay. That's hold on. That's not it. Hold All on. right. So um, before he went missing, he was last seen leaving Zipper's nightclub with an un... You think Zippers is a name for a gay Unidentified on, man. I, I accidentally said unopened man. <laughs> An unopened man. Well, that's right. The man was unopened and he was just... Actually, he was zipped I wrote up. unopened for some reason. I don't know why. Because he hadn't... You should have said an unzipped man. An unzipped. Unidentified man. It was like an older man. They don't know who it was. Zippers, though. What zippers. Zippers? zippers with a Z on the end. Oh, zippers with a Z and an S on the front and a Z on the no, back? No, Z and Z. Ending and starting in Z and ending in Z. Z to Z. A Z to Z zippers. Yeah. Oh, actually, where are we, Canada? Yeah. So it started with a Z and it ended with a Z. Okay. Well, after he was reported missing, there wasn't really much done to investigate the case because, let's face it, he was an immigrant and many people in the gay village uh, would kind of come and go and, like, they're kind of transient. They didn't really stay for very long periods of time, so it this wasn't... Is what you, but this is how people get lost, is you think they're transient and they're not. Yeah, so... It didn't really, gone. like, people didn't really investigate it very much, because probably because he wasn't, like, you know, to go back in he was not a white guy, he was, like you know, Sri Lankan. Tell and, him to investigate this man. Um, they weren't really, like, the police were not really, like, serious about, like, looking for him. Um, and, uh, so the police didn't really investigate the case very much, he wasn't an immigrant, and, He wasn't um, a good immigrant? No, he said he was an immigrant. Oh. He was an immigrant. He was an immigrant, and, like, that's why they were like, oh, it's, you so know, he probably went back to Sri Lanka or whatever, or, like, went back to his family or whatever. Too, right? like, they, yeah, like, like, like dismissed it, and were like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it didn't really garner much attention from the police until about 2012, when the Interpol, uh, which is, like, an international, like, kind of... I know an Interpol. FBI-type thing. Oh, I know Interpol. Um spotted a post on this unknown website um unknown website well it's not an unknown website an unknown man posted this thing on uh, this website called zambian meat which apparently is a cannibal website zambian meat oh wait meat as in m-e-e-t or meat no as in in meat like so that's eating zambian people i guess so Uh, that's cannibalism confessing that he killed a man in the Toronto area and ate him. And then they immediately alert the TPS. Oh, this, this might be the one episode of Dahmer that I saw talking about. No. Do all serial killers eat people? No. Okay, okay good. Because no. So this, um, so TPS is the Toronto Police Service or 
you know, squad or whatever. CPS, and they also need CPS to come in. Okay. Time. They need all the PSs to come all in. All right, so Interpol finds this witness in Switzerland who had come forward about this and claimed that he had chatted with this man on this cannibal website who claimed to have killed and eaten a man matching Ascanda's description. Oh. So at this point in November of 2012, the Toronto police are like afraid, oh crap, there's a like a there's a cannibal in Toronto. We should probably do something about this. There's a cannibal in Toronto. Um so they launched a task force entitled Project Houston to investigate further into this matter. As in They picked the furthest city they could. No, from. I'm going to explain it right now. As in Houston, we have a cannibal. Houston, we have a problem. A cannibal. A cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> but also a problem. Um, and this was like, briefly, the police thought this case could have been related to Luca Magnata's crimes. Um, however, there proved not to be enough evidence to support that theory. You talk about Luca Magnata, like I understand what you're saying. I'm going to explain who that is in a okay, second. Okay, good. So, uh, a couple years ago, I'm lost? Someone I think else probably is in the beginning of 2020 or mid 2020, there was a, um, documentary that came out on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, this is that? That guy, Luca Magnata, is the topic of that documentary. You yeah. made me watch that. Oh, that's why I know. Yeah, so... That guy's um, in Canada, too. He posted a video on Facebook. But he wasn't um, in Toronto, was he? He was, like, in that area. I don't know. He might have been, like... He might not have been in Toronto. I, hated I can't that, remember. Was that. I can't I remember. He was, like in Can- he was in Canada. He was, like... Remember all, when you made was, me watch He that? was out in various parts. Don't make me watch that again. I'm not making him watch it again. But he was, um... Yeah, I feel like we have to go watch it after this. He and went viral on Facebook after he posted a video. Of him fucking with a cat. Suffocating a cat, yeah. yeah. Fucking um, with it. Killing it. And then, yeah. So, and then a bunch of internet people, like, tried Don't fuck with cats and, you know. It's a good documentary. Stuff you like should that. watch it. It's a, it is a good documentary. It's very, it's very creepy. It's just, me, like, but... a lot of... It's prop. It's there's oof. There's so much to unpack. I anyway, zetted in my pants. We don't have time to do that now. Anyway... So police uh, from Toronto traveled to Switzerland and to speak with this witness, and they were given the name John Jacobs as a screen name for the possible cannibal. Now, that's a screen name, but again, two first names. Two first names. John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Um, Jingleheimer Schmidt is actually a different website that I'm on. Okay. They sell. So, and and from the screen name, somehow they uh, came up with the name James Brunton. And James Brunton was an older gentleman about the same age as MacArthur. He was married as well, also leading a double life. He frequently hung out in the gay village in Toronto, so he became their prime suspect at the time. But he, it's not him. No. He's After just some other guy doing similar things to what Tom Donald Bruce MacArthur. Let's just call him Bruce to make it easier. Bruce Okay, well, MacArthur. after his railing and James Brunton, they realized that this guy is not a killer. Um, he's a child pornographer, but uh, not a killer. All right, so we got him on his other thing, but it's not that other thing. So, yeah, apparently he installed cameras in the boys' locker room where the youth hockey team would play uh, in his neighborhood without their knowledge. And Yeah, so we're going to get him on this, but we're not going to bring him up for that other thing you want. Yeah, they didn't find any evidence that he was a murderer, but he did a lot of also very bad things. Um, so he did plead guilty to child pornography and sexual offenses, but the police determined he wasn't responsible for the disappearance of Skanda. Never so happened. yeah, he didn't eat anybody, but uh, we got him on this. Yeah, so that turns out to be not the thing they were looking for. So in June, these are not the 
Polaroids you're looking for. So in June 2013, the task. Can I talk? Mm -mm. In June 2013, the task force identified two other missing persons with similar lifestyles and appearances to Skanda, so the police made an appeal to the public to come forward with information. So Did that work? I'm getting to that. It works? I, no, I'm getting oh. to that. <laughs> the first was a 42-year-old Abdul Basir, Basir Faizi, who was reported missing by his wife on December 29th, I got 2010. the Faizi. Didn't you get the Faizi, too? Um, oh, you got the Moderna? Charlie, this is a person. Oh, sorry. Uh, so he was an immigrant from Afghanistan. He was working at a printing factory. He was married to a woman who did not know he was gay, and they lived in the suburbs. This happens more than you think. Yeah. Every, every person in, in the story is a gay person who's married well, to a woman. Especially a lot of these people in the story are, you know, immigrants from other countries it where it's like not, where it's not accepted. It's not it acceptable this to be a gay person. It's so this is it. Like you'd get killed um, or something. From here on out, every person in the story is straight uh, no, appearing. No, that's not true. Don't tell the story for me because you, you I can't see the story. You didn't research any of it. So, okay. Wow. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, Let's so. Let's not fight on air. All right. On 12 2010, he said he was going out to meet a friend, quote unquote friend. And he Bruce. was. No. Uh, Abdul Basir Faizi. Going to meet. A friend. A friend. He, that's what he told his wife. Right. And he was last seen at the Steamworks Bathhouse, which was a pos- popular place for gay men to go and kind of like hook up, you know. Steamworks. Bathhouses. Uh, no, I like their films. They make good films, too. Yeah. Dreamworks with the little fishing guy and the moon. And That's Dreamworks. Too. That's Dreamworks. You're right. Uh, the, second, the second reported victim uh, was 58-year-old Majid Hamid Kahan, who went missing on October 18th, 2012. And his son reported him missing on October 25th because mm. oh, right he hadn't seen his father in a few days. And his last known whereabouts whereabouts were his apartment. So the last place he was seen was in his apartment. Wearing boots. Wearing boots. I don't know if he was wearing boots. It was Canada. Probably not. Maybe he was wearing boots. It was Canada. Oh, it's cold. Cold, eh? So, Majid was also an Afghani immigrant. He was leading a double life, one with his wife and kids, and the other, you know. Being a gay man. She told me to bite my tongue, but... Alright, so there, okay, there's a lot of people in this that are closeted straight, or closeted gay men that are uh, acting straight for, like... Finally, the truth comes But in. not all of them. Oh. Alright, so each man was last seen within a few blocks of each other, and they all had similar ages and lifestyles, so police are like, mm, red flag! Red flag. Maybe we should look into this. Oh, red and white flag with no, a maple leaf on that's it. that's Canadian. Yeah. So the public had been like, yeah, I, we've been telling you we have the similarities between these three men. Like, I've noticed that there's, like, missing posters everywhere, like, with these three, but like, he's you know, not... Middle Eastern guys, like, all missing. And it's like... But Bruce mm-hmm. isn't in this. Not currently. Is he doing... Okay. Just can... listen to the story. Questions. Jeez. All right. Okay, so... 
they're like, why is it taking the police so long to make this connection? We've been like, this is weird. It, There's a bunch of people <laughs> that look exactly the same the police, or like yeah. the same age range, all missing from the like, same area. It's kind of weird. Because it's the police. I know. Well, uh, so <laughs> Why on, is it taking the police so On November 11, 2013, an anonymous tip came in to police saying that they should question Bruce MacArthur okay. because he, down to Bruce Tax over here. he had connections to Skanda and Majid. Uh, his email um, B. MacArthur with his screen name uh, no Silver Fox <laughs> 51 was in Skanda's oh, phone Box. as well as a notebook in Majid's apartment and guess who that is? It's Brucey boy! Uh, in the Wait, there's a notebook of Bruce's at his apartment? No. Um, oh, there's a phone number. Majid a had a notebook with Bruce's information written in Majid it. Majid with a notebook in the apartment. Okay, um, in his apartment. And at this point, they have been interviewing a lot of people in the gay village because, like, they kind of all know each other and they're, like, looking for witnesses and, you know, p- potentially, like, Spilling have you seen tea, this guy? Yeah. Like, you know, like, have yeah. you, like, encountered him, like, in the clubs or whatever? Yeah. And so when they interviewed MacArthur, he was very cooperative. He denied knowing Abdul Basir Faizi, but he admitted that he knew Skanda and Majid. The police believed him and thought he was a credible witness. I mean... Who's going to question Santa's morals? Let's be real. Was he f- fat? Yes. Jolly? I mean, he didn't have the whole bushy beard. Did he have the whole thing? I mean, he had white hair. Tip and he was to ch- tail? Ch- like chunky, but you know, like... Yeah. Carpet match to Santa Drake? I don't know. I didn't see that part. Probably. Um, was one of the pictures in the bathroom his? I don't know. You could have seen that. Was I in my... I was not in his bathroom. I'll get on Grindr after this and look. We'll okay, see. great. Uh, we'll see. All right, well... Um, so, Bruce also hired both of these men to work for his landscaping business. Because it had fallen on hard times. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, one of his clients, uh, Karen Frazier, friend and client of Bruce MacArthur's... Uh, Karen Frazier. Yeah. She met both of these men, and she said she really liked Skanda. She would, like, poke fun of Bruce in front of Skanda, and, like, Bruce wouldn't get the jokes, but Skanda would get, like, the... He, oh, she Bruce was, didn't understand jokes? Oh, yeah, she was, like, making fun of Bruce, and Skanda would, like, get that she was poking fun at him, and he would, like, get the joke, but Bruce would be, like, it would go over his head, and it would yeah. be really funny. It would be, like, kind of a... social cues. Um, yeah, so he always thought it was funny because Bruce never really picked up on the on the jokes. Uh-huh. Um, she also met Majid as well, but she thought he seemed kind of like out of place, like Aloof. he didn't really know what he was doing. Like Aloof. he acted like he'd never used a shovel before. It's kind of weird in a landscaping business. Um, that would be the first question I'd ask in my resume. Uh, have you used a shovel? Have you used it? So uh, detail your experience. Have you used a shovel before? And she asked Bruce, like, what was wrong and whether he was working out. And, like, um, he was like, oh, no, he's not working out. And I'm, like, probably going to have to fire him or whatever. And she even, like, emailed him and, like, followed up and asked him how it was going because he was, like, concerned. And, And the next time he came back to her house, he wasn't there and she just never heard anything. He's on vacation. So they questioned Bruce, they let him go with little to no follow-up, and Project Houston was disbanded in April 2014. That's it for Project Houston? Without providing any answers as to what happened to these men. (laughs) Well, I guess they figured, they're like, I guess there's no cannibals, so blah. There is a cannibal, though. No, I mean, there's not. It's Bruce. He's right under your nose. 
I don't know about the cannibal thing. That might be something different. But um, anyway, unfortunately, this was just the beginning. So you better watch out. No. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. To eat you. And he came for three more men. Three wise men. I, I mean, I, I guess. Um, Three wiser. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get sued for that. Uh, all right. And then I guess if you want to stop you here and then continue it later, we can. Stay tuned for more. Part two coming soon. Say goodnight, Charlie. Goodnight, Charlie.